Well, good morning again. Good morning to you who are joining us online. I hope you're blessed by our service this morning. Like I said, we've got a ministry focus today. I've called this Kids Way. Jesus taught on multiple occasions that if we are to live a life that is pleasing to God, we have to do it the kids' way. We have to be like children. So if you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter 18, which is beautiful. It flows great from the passage that the kids are going to learn about prayer and humility this morning. I think I put in your bulletin verses 1 through 11. We're just going to cover the first five verses, first six verses, 1 to 5. So Jesus is teaching his disciples. So it's always important to know who the conversation is going on between. So this is Jesus and his disciples. And, and by his disciples, it's not broad. It's the 12. About that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus called a little child to him and put that child among them. Then he said, I tell you the truth. Unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. So anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Now, this is kind of comical in some ways. There's a little bit of irony going on here. This is the the passage of Scripture that the kids are learning is from Matthew 6, which was at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, and he's teaching his disciples how to pray, and the theme of the, the teaching is humility. And here we are close to the end of Jesus' ministry, and guess what he's teaching? The disciples. Humility. They've been with him for three years, they've walked with him for three years, and they still have not got to grips with this message on humility. And what makes this teaching kind of stark is that first off they prompted it Jesus who's going to be the greatest in heaven so what prompted that question well if you go to to Luke and Mark you see a little bit more or different detail on this passage and what had happened now you might think that when they asked Jesus this question who is the greatest in heaven that they're thinking is it Abraham is it Elijah? Is it Moses? Is it David? Who, who's the greatest in heaven, God? But that's not what they're thinking. We know from those other passages of Scripture, they're talking about themselves. Hey, Jesus, which one of us is going to be the greatest in heaven? Because I think it's me, and he thinks it's him, and, and my mom said it's me. And now, you think about it, they, they've had some incredible experiences with Jesus over the three years. And this, you know, they were part of a large group of disciples, and Jesus comes to them one time, and he selects 12 to become apostles. These are the special ones. They're set aside. They're going to be sent. So there's a little bit of this going on in them, you know. We're the 12. Jesus picked us. Out of all of these other disciples, we're the 12. So there's a little bit of that going on. And then when he picked them to be apostles, he gave them power and authority to cure diseases and drive out evil spirits. And then he sends them out. So they've been out on the road curing sickness. I mean, driving out demons. That's got to do something for your ego, doesn't it? You know, uh, my my kid's sick. (laughs) Got it. 
I got that. Go on in the house, kid gets healed. They're all coming. Thank you, thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. I'm one of the 12. We're not very good with authority. And the more authority we have, the worse we get. If you don't believe me, go down to the DMV or the post office or any government-run institution where you have to deal with people who have ultimate authority. I mean, it's just painful. I remember one time reading... This is so sad. I remember reading one, a candid account of a prison guard who was a Christian. And in this account, he was talking about the struggle he has between his Christianity and the authority that he has. He said, I, I want to be the Christian man that God's called me to be, but I really like it when a man wets himself because I'm coming at him. And because he has authority. Almost unbridled authority. Nobody ever calls him to account. Authority is a terrible burden to bear in the kingdom of God. We're not good with it. So Jesus, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Which one of us is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus called a little child to him and put the child among them. And he has the child stand with them. Now, this is an object lesson in humility. They're all there puffed up with their eagles on display. And Jesus gets a little child and stands the child right amongst them. It's, it's not like you need to be like that child. He, come and get in the group here, guy. Stand with these men. And then he said, I'll tell you the truth. Unless you turn from your sins, this is the 12 he's talking to, and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. I mean, talk about a slap upside the head. Look at the verbiage here. Unless you turn from your sins, what sins? Your pride, your arrogance, your self-sufficiency. Who do you think you are? Boom. These guys, he gave them authority over all of the demons and Satan. Who do you guys think you are? And become like little children. You ain't even going to make it into heaven. Don't talk to me about the goat, the greatest of all time. You don't change your attitude. You're not even going to be there. I mean, ow, that's got to hurt. So what does Jesus mean when he says, Become like little children. You know, our mission statement, through the power of the Holy Spirit, transform people into fully devoted followers of Christ. And, you know, lately and in our men's breakfast yesterday, we've been talking about this, this image, this goal of a fully devoted follower of Christ. What does that person look like? What are the attributes of that person? And when you think about that, you might think prayer warrior. A fully devoted follower of prayer warrior. They're going to be a studier of the word, a student of the word. They're going to be mission-minded. They're always looking for opportunities to, to share the gospel. They're going to be a servant, someone who serves in ministry. They're going to be a discipler. Childlike is probably not one of the attributes you would naturally think about. You know, when you think about David, he was a mighty man of God, right? You don't think of David as a childlike man of God. 
And yet, on numerous occasions, Jesus uses this image of being childlike as absolutely essential in the formation of our spiritual identity. We are to become childlike. So the question I want to propose to you this morning, what does it mean to be childlike from a Christian perspective? Well, it means you've got to do it the kid's way. You've got to do it like a child. So I want to define something here first, because uh, I've heard this saying in my house. There's a difference between childish and childlike. Childish is immature. Now, I have to confess here. I'm sorry, Amy. So my grandchildren are often over at my house, and Andrew, who was up here just now, Andrew, Kenneth, was at my house the other day, and we've got one of those little speaker things. What, what is it called? Alexa. Thank you. We called ours something different. Ziggy. And uh, I was in the kitchen with Kenneth, and I couldn't, I mean, I'm childish. I can't help it. <laughs> Ziggy, fart. <laughs> so this loud fart comes out of Ziggy. And it goes on and on and on and on. And then Sandra gets a message on her Amazon app saying, new skill acquired, loud fart. (laughs) And she's telling me, he's going to go to Bible Bears and do that now. And he's going to go home and do that now. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Childish is immature. There's a difference between childish and childlike. And we certainly don't want to be childish in our faith. You don't want to have a childish faith. 1 Corinthians 13, 11 says, When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Childish things. So that was Paul talking. Peter, in 1 Peter 2, 2, says, Like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation cry out for this nourishment. So it stands to reason then that you can be spiritually mature and still childlike. In fact, I would propose from what Jesus is teaching here that the more mature you become, the more childlike you become. Look at what he says in verses 3 and 4. He says, then I tell you, then he said, I tell you the truth, unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, You'll never get into the kingdom of heaven. So anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So I want to take a minute to just talk about if we're supposed to become childlike, what are the attributes we're looking at here? Well, first off, children are innocent, aren't they? When you spend any time with children, they're quite innocent. They're naive. Even that little message that I had to teach them this morning, I I, I was thinking, how do you teach them the word humble? It's so hard because most kids are naturally humble. Just the idea of, look at me, doesn't come to that. They're innocent. Now, the sad thing with innocence is that we destroy our innocence with the stuff that we watch the stuff we listen to, and we we move away from innocence. That's why we have movies that are rated PG-13G, and 
They're innocent. Children are accepting. They're open to accepting. I know I've shared this story a couple of times with you. You don't know what you don't know. I remember, so I grew up in a house full of women. I have four sisters. It's just my dad and I. It was hard for us. And my mom. And the kids, the, 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 they all wore high heels. And for some reason, they called them gorgons. I thought that's what high heels were called. It wasn't until I was dating my wife, and I said something to her about putting your gorgons on, and she looked at me and said, what are gorgons? And me being the idiot that I am, looked at her like, seriously? You don't know what gorgons are? And she said, no. I said, those shoes with the, the, the spiky heel, those are called gorgons. She said, no, they're not. And I'm like, yes, they are. No, they're not. <laughs> but children, you know, they're accepting. I got told they were gorgons. They were gorgons. Sandra's dad told her brother when he was young, he asked what a baby pig was called. He called it a pig arena. They called it a pig arena. And he, he believed a baby pig was a pig arena until he was an adult, same as me, and talked about a pig arena. And someone said, what's a pig arena? <laughs> Kids are accepting. Children are open. They ask all kinds of questions. They're not shy about the questions that they ask. Why do we do this? Why do we do that? Why, 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 why? Children are dependent. They have absolutely no problem asking for help. (laughs) Mom rolls her eyes. Yeah. (laughs) When do they stop? (laughs) But there's a pride in us sometimes. As we get older, we don't want to ask for help. We want to be self-sufficient. But children are not that way. They're, they're just, they're dependent. And children are trusting. This is why we have to protect children. Is that They're innocent. They're accepting. They're open. They're dependent. They are trusting. So I have a question for you. When you think about what Jesus said, that you have to become childlike, Which childlike attributes do you need to develop? What on that list there, and I'm sure there are more. Those are just ones. What needs to change in your heart to become more childlike? What needs to change in my heart to become more childlike? Because we value not being innocent. We value being independent. We value being self-sufficient. And then Jesus says, no, you need to be childlike. And then Jesus takes it a step further. Jesus always does this. He kind of lays it out there and, okay, okay, okay. He ups the heat. Verse 5, and anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf is welcoming me. Children are important to Jesus. They should be equally as important to us. That's why we have Kids Way. That's why we have Bible Bears. Kids Way is our weekend program. Bible Bears is our midweek program. So is Kelly, Kelly's out of town today, I think. Is she here? Are you here, Kelly? No. So I just, you mostly know about Kids Way because you're here on a Sunday morning, but many of you don't know about Bible Bears. So I just want to do this for a second. If you've had a child in Bible Bears, or a grandchild in Bible Bears, or you've been in Bible Bears, or you've taught in Bible Bears, raise your hand. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of people. And, and it's, it's spring break, so most parents are 
You saw the number of kids we had up here this morning. It's a wonderful program. You know, they teach kids all the basics, but then they teach them about the things that are important. They teach them scripture and, and, and about Jesus. I, I love, we've, I don't know how many kids we've got currently. It's got to be 30 or 40. No, maybe more in Bible Bears. Um, just a wonderful program. So if you know someone that's looking for a midweek program for their kids, Bible Bears, it, it's the largest Mother's Day Out program in the colony and was voted the best Mother's Day Out program in the colony. So it's good. And Libby's going to come up in a minute, sit there and panic for a second, and, and talk about kids way. Anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf is welcoming me. It's an interesting scripture, isn't it? I believe that, that that's what we're doing. Every time we invite a child into Kids Way or Bible Bears, we're welcoming Jesus into that ministry. We're welcome, welcoming them on Christ's behalf. And as we welcome them, we welcome Christ himself. I mean, that's what he's saying. That's why our children's ministry is so important. Everybody knows Proverbs 22.6. Nearly all parents do. Start a child off in the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. Let me tell you something. Children's ministry is not just something we do. It is vital. It is absolutely vital. So for the rest of the service here, I want to focus on, on children's ministry here at Lakeway. Like I said, we've got our two programs. We've got the Bible Bears, one in the middle of the week, and we've got Kidsway at the end of the week. And, and Amy and Libby are the two people that head up Kidsway. Now, you don't normally see Libby. Amy comes up here. Amy has no problem being on the stage. I don't know what the deal is with that. Gets it from her mother. Just loves the limelight. <laughs> Libby likes to stand in the back. But Libby is stepping out in faith. And she's going to come up and share some of the uh, wonderful things about Kids Way. Come on up, Libby. Oh, video first. Follow your notes, Mike. Video. Got it. We have a video for you. So I'm the other ministry lead of Kids Way. Uh, I usually handle behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, but God has prompted me to come talk to everyone today about Kids Way. Um, if you currently don't have kids who attend Kids Way or um, are part of Kids Way, you may not know much about what happens in the back. We currently have five classes. First one is the nursery with a rotation of Miss Kayla, Kathy, and Pat. Um, then we also have a toddler's program, which ranges from kids to potty train. Um, in that class, they get to play, stimulate imagination growth, um, work on sharing, Play-Doh, coloring, socialization, and for many, this is the first time kids are away from their parents. Um, they have a rotation of Kathy, Christy, Pat, Penny, and Teresa. Um, after this, the kids move up to pre-K and kinder. Um, and because of short attention spans, they have very short lessons. Um, and they have a Bible that has lots of pictures. They do lessons with crafts. Um, and they have a rotation of Miss Heather and Miss Christina. Now they move up to Miss Amy's class, um, where they have longer lessons, and they include games, crafts, and they start actually reading from a real Bible. 
And then finally, they move up to my class where we have longer lessons, more in-depth questions, and they are actually able to find the Bible verses themselves. Um, we do have some really exciting news um, working with our youth volunteers. We have come to agreement that we need a better transition from kids' way up to youth. So we are going to be opening a new class um, called Focus Youth 101. It's going to be taught by a volunteer who is currently a sub and moving to a full-time position, Miss Bridget. Um, and that will op uh, open on May 28th. It is going to be under Kids' Way, so we'll provide everything for them. Um, but you will see them here in worship for with the youth. Um, and then they'll move to the back of the church in their own classroom. We're also going to be opening a buddy program with them where the sixth graders are going to move up um, with a youth member, and they're going to have a buddy program, so they're going to show them the ways. If you ever want to know what's going on in Kids Way, we do have a newsletter both in the back um, there, and then we also have some up front. It's going to talk about the lessons, major events coming up, um, and volunteer information. Also, if you open up your bulletins right now, there's going to be an insert. You're going to start seeing that once a month. And that tells you a little bit about the lessons we're learning for the month. And you're also going to notice a QR code at the very bottom. So if you do want to help out Kids Way, you can uh, scan that. It takes you straight to our wish list um, of a few things we need. Um, you're also going to start seeing us more in the church. You'll notice that we come up here on the second Sunday of every month, and they perform a, a worship song. We also are going to be leading Palm Sunday worship. Uh, with a guest of our mini Jesus who walks across the palm leaves. Um, and then we also do a Christmas play every December, which is different every year. Um, and then we do have a major event coming up, um, as some of you may have already heard, talking about VBS. We're going to outer space this year, so it's going to be called Stellar. If you're interested in that, stay here after service next week uh, here in the sanctuary, and we're going to actually have our first meeting, and we're going to provide more information and volunteer options. And speaking of volunteers, we do need help. Um, we're full of volunteers. There are no paid positions in Kids Way. And right now, I am currently using almost every sub I have, just so Amy and I can be here today. So please, if you are interested in volunteering or you know, have any questions, don't be afraid to come to myself or Amy. Um, little things help, even just taking out trash or making copies for us. And again, if you ever just want to help out a little bit, there are QR codes around, and we can definitely ex uh, appreciate any, any help in there. Uh, again, Amy and I are going to be in the foyer after service, so if you do have any questions or you want to come talk to us, you're more than welcome to. And we also have a VBS video so we are going to play that. I like VBS. I like kids. It's a good combination. Thank you, Libby. Uh, let me just close out with this. The purpose of our children's ministry is not to replace the parents' role in teaching their kids to be followers of Christ. It's to come alongside the parents and support them in that role. But I want to leave you with four quick reasons that everybody needs to be involved in children's ministry to some degree. Number one, because we are all children of God. We're all children of God. 
And as children of God, we are called to teach and disciple and support one another, and that includes our children. Number two, it's good for us, spiritually. Children bring an energy, a, a vibrancy. When the grandkids come to my house, I like to lick them to try and get some of that. No, I, I don't. <laughs> the kids are fun to be around. They say funny things. They do funny things. Their innocence is both charming and engaging. Um, and I put example here, but I'm not going to give you any examples. All I know is that when my children were younger, especially one in particular, whenever we would pick her up, we would always say whoever we were picking her up from, whatever, we don't want to know what she said. And always get the same response, no, you don't. <laughs> Third, Jesus said we are to become like little children. So if we're to become like little children, we need to learn from children. You know, we think about teaching children, but if, if we're to become like, the word become infers that we aren't like little children, and we need to get back there. So I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but when you're hanging around children, what Jesus is saying is watch them and learn from them. If you want to develop, just hang around them. Hang around kids. And the fourth one, to model what it means to be a Christ follower. And I put a couple of quotes I read this morning in your, in your notes, I believe. There's a world out there that is becoming more and more secular, more and more anti-Christian. If we don't teach them to follow Christ, the world will teach them not to. It's got to start here. And I like this. Children are great imitators. We need to give them something great to imitate. So as you leave the sanctuary this morning, take time to say hi to Libby and Amy. Ask them how you can be involved. We have Sunday school at 9.30. We need people to, to help out at 9.30. And most of that is just play with the kids. Simple. We've got a children's table set up in the foyer there. So there'll be more information how you can be involved out there. But let's teach these children what it means to be a Christ follower. So that they can teach the next generation what it means to be a Christ follower. That's what it's all about. That's what we need to be involved in. Amen? Amen. All right. Offering and announcements. I didn't get a bulletin. Anybody got a bulletin I could borrow? Thank you, Bob. Eh, I tell you. Can we get those to come forward, please? We're going to take up the offering. You're a good man, Bob. I don't care what they say about you. So somewhere in a seat near you, in a galaxy, not too far away, there are three cards or bits of paper in the back of your seat. One is a prayer request card. One is an envelope for offering if you want to give that way. And one is a communication card. If you've got any prayer requests, message coming my way. <laughs> thank you. I got that already. If you've got any, sorry, thank you. If you've got any prayer requests, uh, just drop them in the offering as they go by. If they're private, just mark on their private. It just comes right to me. If you'd like the prayer team to pray for you, then uh, just check that off. Again, you can put your offering in the envelope. If you're new to us, we ask that you would fill out the welcome card so that we have a record of your visit. And we won't bother you. I'd just like to send you a letter and thank you for coming. 
So let's pray for our offering and we'll take up our offering. Heavenly Father, we thank you. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Father, everything in all of creation is yours. We are yours. Everything we own is yours. And you have entrusted it to us, including these beautiful children. Father, may we be faithful with everything that you have given us. And may we give generously, faithfully, and obediently as we give to the ministry that you do here at Lakeway. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. So while they're taking up the uh, offering, let me just share some of the things that are going on. So next weekend, next Sunday, immediately following the service, if you're interested in being part of VBS at any level, talk to Libby and Amy. We're going to be doing some training and some information after the service next Sunday. Our women's ministry have their first quarter birthday celebration as Secret Sister Revealed Sunday, March 26th. I think that's two weeks' time, isn't it? Something like that. It's good. They have good food. Don't eat all the food because I like to go in there afterwards and mooch some of the food. It's really good food. That's going to be in the fellowship hall. Nancy Lopez is your contact person. Wait, Nancy. There you go. Sunday, April 16th, we're going to have a ministry fair. So this morning was a ministry focus day. On the 16th of April, we're going to kind of have a big ministry fair out there so that you can know all the different ministries that are going on and how you can be involved. And then uh, on April 23rd, ladies, there is a woman's themed dinner called In Jesus' Name. Teach us how to pray. And that's going to be at Rosa's Taco Bar. Sounds good. $15 person. See, Martha and I. Where are you, Martha? There. Oh, she's outside. And Becky went. Becky, right there. We also need, 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 need. It started to rain. The sun has come out. And the grass has riz. So it's time to start taking care of the grounds. So um, David Edmiston is our, is David here this morning? No, they're all out of town, aren't they? Uh, David Edmiston heads up our lawn ministry. If you'd like to be a part of that, there is a a sign-up sheet out on the table in the foyer. It's just two hours a month. So maybe one weekend, you take two hours, just to help keep the place looking good. And it means a lot. When people pull into our parking lot, if there's weeds and everything else, they stick. I don't know about this place. So it's it's an, an important, meaningful ministry. I'm what? You're not doing it alone. There's a whole team of people. So, yes. Yes, sir. Flower beds, cut the grass, keep the place looking good. Thank you. These guys are, these guys are invested, aren't they? It's the green shirts. I was going to wear my green shirt, and I found a big stain on it this morning from a sandwich at Bucky's. <laughs> On the way back from the retreat. Don't take me long to to mess up my clothes. All right. Three last things. Um, Etheridge Elementary are looking for reading mentors. So if you'd like to be part of that, that's somebody that goes into school, listens to the kids, reads with the kids, uh, come and see me and I'll get you into contact with the person if you can spare an hour a week. Um, It actually means going over to the school and sitting with the kids. So if you've got time for that, let me know or let Sandra Faircloth know. I see Barry, she's back teaching. Yeah. And then I've got one of those 
bittersweet moments. So this coming Thursday is Daniel Bauer's memorial service. Daniel and Sissy used to sit back there all the time, and Daniel passed away a couple of weeks ago. Um, so we have his service this Thursday at 11 a.m. And then Marilyn Rollins, faithful sister, always sat back there. was part of our grief share ministry with Donna Garcia. She passed away yesterday. Um, so please keep Marilyn and her family in your prayers. And that's all I've got on that. You know what? It's bittersweet because I know where Marilyn is. You know, she served in ministry with Donna Garcia. Donna Garcia passed away a year ago. And now Marilyn and Donna are reunited together. And they're up there singing and dancing with Jesus. And that's good news, is it not? Please stand. Heavenly Father, we just give you thanks. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Father, we thank you that this is not all that there is. We have a hope. We have a future. Father, as we... As we... Seek to be the people that you've called us to be. I pray you would stir our hearts for the children that call Lakeway home and and Bible Bears home. Father, may we all seek to lead these children in the manner that you've called to lead them. May we give them an example that is worth following. Father, I ask you would pour out your blessings upon each and every one so that as we go from here, we would be a blessing to everyone we meet. And we pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Thank you all for coming. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.